But you know what I mean? Like the fact that like you can say, you can record this, put it out there, say, hey, listen to this. And people will go, all right, I'll give you my time. I'll give you my ears and my attention. Yeah. I know for me, like those are big things, like for me to give my attention to something. And the fact that people are doing that amazes me. Yeah. It's what a gift. Very cool. And it, like the thought that we could be offering some sort of value through this blows my mind. Blows my mind. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. We are in our last week of our gratitude challenge, and we will be wrapping it up and then introducing our next challenge. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm doing my best to whip our guinea peg into shape, which she's doing pretty well, so it's not that hard. But I'm holding her accountable to these habit changes, and she's undertaking them one month at a time. I'm playing along too. She's not doing this alone. And as we take on a new habit each month, we hope that we're inspiring you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, just your own best self. This month, we are focusing on gratitude and are committed to developing gratitude practices. Last week, we talked about how successful people credit their gratitude practice with helping them achieve and appreciate everything more. I'll just give a quick review of what exactly we've been doing with this challenge this month for any listeners that are just tuning in. So we've been using the framework of the five minute journal, which was created by a company called Intelligent Change. And this can be a book or an app, and you can find both of those links to those things in the show notes. Uh, and here's how it works. In the morning, you write in your journal and you use the prompts provided, which are the same each day. The prompts are, I am grateful for, and then you write down three things. What would make today great? You write down three things. And then daily affirmations, I am dot, 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 and you write down one thing. So these should only take a couple of minutes to complete. And when you get on with your day after that, hopefully the things you've written down will be playing in the background of your unconscious mind and will help to guide you to a better day's outcome. In the evening, you come back to the journal again and write in it using these prompts. Three amazing things that happened today. Write down three things. What could I have done to make today even better? Write down one thing. And that's it. It's a total of five minutes in your whole day and it can make a huge difference. So we are at the end of the month and just finishing up this challenge. So how did it go for you, Jenny? It went really well. And I've really appreciated hearing some of the research behind gratitude. It's made me very clear that this is a habit that I definitely want to stick to for the long haul. I would say it definitely makes you happier. And it's also a cool way to develop a daily journaling habit and really to have a record or kind of a little snapshot of your life. I love looking back on what I was grateful for on that same day a year ago. And I found that focusing on the things that are challenging and looking at finding a way to be grateful for them is very helpful. For example, when I'm sick, I will write down that I am grateful for how healthy I am, kind of in general, which helps me not get too down on being sick in that moment because in general, I'm a very healthy person. So I, I love it. I think it's great. It really helps kind of rewire your brain. Um, and another thing was, you know, that this has made me think about is that I've, I've heard about something called morning pages. Have you heard of this? I've heard Tim Ferriss talk about it. 
Yes. So I would like to try it. So there's different ways to kind of adopt this practice. I've heard different things. Um, but the basics are that you write whatever's on your mind. You just get it all out and you write for three pages. Different people do this different ways, but that's the the basics of it. And I think it's from a book called The Artist's Way, I believe. Okay. Um, and it's said to really kind of clear your mind uh, and set you up for success that day. So this kind of made me want to try that as well. Not that I'm really looking for <laughs> additional things to add to my morning right now, but I think that that would be a really cool thing to try. Maybe even in times when you're feeling your brain is a little bit more jumbled as a good way to clear it up. Cause it is, it's a great practice. How about you? Well, just based on what you're saying about the morning pages, maybe for you, because you've had this uh, gratitude practice of the five minute journal so locked in for so long, this would be just a different way to stimulate your brain with that same kind of, um, I guess, yeah. experience of gratitude or journaling or whatever, but in a slightly different way. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the gratitude journal has been a really cool habit to adopt. It only takes a couple of minutes and it really helps me to come into the moment and focus on the positive, amazing things in my life that I have to be grateful for. Instead of fast forwarding through the, oh, this is all the things I have to do today. It kind of yeah. just stops you for a second. Yeah. Um, and it also has that same feel for me, like the habit of making my bed, that when it's done, I sort of have completed a successful habit loop that will help my day go better. Like it sort of locks in the, I'm being a successful adult that's doing responsible things. That's the feeling yes. I get from it. Yes. Um, and, uh, the other thing that I want to say about this is that that one prompt called daily affirmations at first, and some of our listeners might feel this way too. So I just wanted to share my experience with it. I was a bit flummoxed is the word that came up for me when I was thinking about this prompt. The me other too. prompts for me make sense and they're straightforward and your intellectual brain can go, here's the things I'm grateful for. But this one, I was like, what the heck am I supposed to write here? So what finally helped me was to stop thinking intellectually about it yes. and just tried to relax and see what came to mind. So it was really cool for me what would show up for me when I did that. It was kind of this creative process that I allowed my brain to just take over in a way that was not so intellectual. Okay, here's a thought. Okay. You know how James Clear talks about how it's not about adopting a habit, it's about adopting an identity? Yeah. What a great place for, so taking what James has taught us about deciding like, what do you want your identity to be? What a great place to write that every day and reinforce that. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm always thinking about James. Oh, James. One of, one of our <laughs> online pretend best friends. Um, He's my boyfriend. Oh, I like it. I'm going to tell Jeff. Mm. Um, Don't, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to share some of the things that came up for me, because if anybody else is having trouble with these daily affirmations, then you, you can read some of mine or listen to some of mine as a jumping off point for some of your own. So here are some of examples of what came up for me for the daily affirmations when I was doing this exercise over the past few weeks. I am focused and motivated. I am healthy and able. I am moving forward with purpose and focus. I am willing to keep learning. I am strong, balanced, and brave. I am a good friend who attracts good friends. I am a loving, connected wife. I am willing to try again after a setback. I am strong, calm, kind. Two things. Love the strong, calm, kind. Love that one. I, that stole, I the... stole that one from Happier in Hollywood. From well, Liz. and I love that. I remember that was one where I paused the podcast and wrote that down because I loved that expression. Yeah. Other thing that occurs to me, difference between you and I, what? I've been writing the same thing every single day. I don't change it. What? Oh, I, every day, I, depending on what's going on for me, I'll just see what comes up. And that's what I write. 
Yeah, this is the difference between you and me. <laughs> I just write the exact same thing every day. Do you want to share what yours is? I don't. Here's the crazy thing. I've been writing it every day for two years. And then when I try to think of what it is, I can't. But I'm pretty sure it's... Um, so the, I have I write three lines for that. Okay. Okay. So I think the one is capable, worthy enough. Okay. Those three things. Choosing courage over comfort. Cool. And courage over comfort. Or leaning into discomfort, one of those things. And yeah, I don't know what the other one is. I'm not great at thinking of things on like so the cool part about this conversation is that this is exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, what are you supposed to do here? Now you've interpreted it in this way and you have your affirmation that you just come back to. I yeah. sort of like use oh, whatever's, what is it? I thought of the other one. What doing the it? next right thing. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's so, my favorite one. Doing the next right thing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So based on what I've just said, does it make you want to do different things? Or are you very happy to keep coming to these affirmations because they're sort of central to what you're looking to become? I think the fact that I couldn't think of them speaks volumes about the fact that I've been writing the same thing two, three years every single day and couldn't think about it. I mean, maybe it's not that like integrated. So maybe it's not that important. But I really think when it comes down to it, I could really just write, um, do the next right thing. Okay. That sort of is like overarching encompasses all of these things. I think so. But anyhow. Okay. Um, I will point out too that when I wrote, I am strong, (laughs) balanced, and brave, we were going to a new hill to snowboard and I was feeling a little nervous about it. And that was my Uh affirmation for that day because I'm strong, I'm balanced, and I'm brave. And here I am on the bigger hill as I'm like trying to improve my snowboarding skills. Nice. But it also, probably those words will help in all areas of life. So it's just cool what comes up. So I think it's just anyway, this process has been cool just for the daily affirmations. So when we were skiing, those are the words you should have used for me instead of bullying me onto those bigger hills. (laughs) I did not bully you. I made suggestions that were like a little bit encouraging. (laughs) After also giving me a speech about not being a people pleaser, then I then you started talking to me about going on bigger hills. And then I told you I expressed my boundary to you. And I said to you, I'm not comfortable and I'm not willing to take that chance. I'm just not there yet. And then I told you, I was like, this is my boundary peg. And then you said, no, you have boundaries with other people, not me. I was kidding. And by the end of the day, you were skiing on the Black Diamond. So you did amazing. After you left. <laughs> oh, I was too much of a, an influence that was creating some drama. I to do it myself on my own terms. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Love it. Love yep. it. Yes, it was the slowest trip down a black diamond you've ever seen. Well, baby steps, right? Yes, absolutely. Now it's time for a segment that we call Habits Corner. In this segment, we will take a look at some relevant research, an interesting article, or just jam about our own experiences as we work on forming new habits. Last week, we talked about James Clear, and this week, we are going to do it again. Jenny and I are both reading his book, Atomic Habits, and we have come across some real gems. Yes, I'm reading, highlighting, post-it flagging. Love this book because I think it's so applicable to life and applicable to what we're talking about. So the thing that came up for me was chapter nine. Chapter nine is called the role of family and friends in shaping your habits. And as I was going through, this is, these are some of the things I highlighted. And it was in the little section, section one that says imitating the close. And he talks about how proximity has a powerful effect on our behavior. 
Um, and this is what he talks about in the social environment. And he says, as a general rule, the closer we are to someone, the more likely we are to imitate some of their habits. He goes into some of the research on this. And then he says, um, one of the studies found that the higher your best friend's IQ at age 11 or 12, the higher your IQ would be at age 15 or even after controlling for natural levels of intelligence. We soak up the qualities and practices of those around us. One of the most effective things that you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. So join a culture where one, your desired behavior is the norm, and two, if you already have something in common with that group. So he goes on to talk about, you know, this thing called nerd fitness, where it helps um, nerds, misfits, and mutants lose weight, get strong, and get healthy. So a group of people that already has something in common get them together and then do something. So you already have that. And he says, the shared identity begins to reinforce your personal identity. This is why remaining part of a group after achieving a goal is crucial to maintaining your habits. It's friendship and community that embed a new identity and help behaviors last over the long run. I read this and I mean, this is, this isn't one long, this is different parts of this chapter. But as I was reading this, I thought of this podcast and I thought of the community that is being created in terms of those who are listening, those who are participating in the Facebook group, interacting on Twitter, Instagram. This is the best thing we could be doing for each other is creating this little community that we are building together and being each other's accountability partners and knowing that as a group, this is just what we do. This is our identity as a group and let's imitate each other. So, you know, I'm learning things, you know, from Peg, Peg is learning things from me um, because we're in proximity and we're talking about this and we have joined a group that is focused on this. So I, I hope that everybody else is getting this from the group as well. Had you got to that? I assume you've already read that part. Yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah, that just reinforces the thing that we've probably all heard at one point, which is you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with uh -huh. because you're going to soak up what they do and do what they do. So yeah. Yeah. I love this. This is fantastic. And well said what you said about our, our, our little improvement project group. I like it. Yes. All right, listeners, what habit can you apply the imitating the close rule to? If you feel that you benefit from imitating the close, please engage with us via email, on social media, or in the Facebook group. It will help get you on track with your new habits, and we would love to have you as part of our community. Speaking of which, every week we ask you to play along with us, and we get so excited um, that some of you are, and we're extra excited that some of you are telling us about it. It's so cool. Right on. We're always so glad to hear what you think about the podcast, and we are very curious to hear how you're doing when it comes to our monthly habit challenges. So this past week, we got the following comments on Instagram from at MLD2016, who said, great informative entertainment while using the treadmill. Also, I made the slow cooker curry chicken recipe you talked about in your podcast. My husband and I really enjoyed this for dinner. Leftovers were equally as good. Thanks for sharing. Oh, I need to try that. And in the Facebook group, I put out the question, what are you grateful for? Since we're talking about gratitude this month. And listener Katie responded with my pets, my home, my hubby, and my extended family. Oh, that's so nice. So I love it so that, that everybody's engaging with us on the socials. It's cool. 
It's very cool. And we want to hear from you. This is amazing. So please let us know what you think of the the podcast. As we see the number of downloads go up and up, we are just so amazed. And we want to know who's out there, who's listening. So please share what you've been working on with your habits. Ask us some questions or just say hello. Send us an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or come say hi on the socials. You can find Peggy on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone, and I'm on Twitter at Jake House. You can also get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project, which I did that uh, actually on Sunday when my son stuck a sticker to my gratitude journal, and I sent that to you on Twitter, Peg. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see it. Cute. That was funny. Okay, so now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, what books we've been reading, or what random internet hilarity we've found and we feel like you might find it kind of fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving that we find useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, I'm digging a podcast called Happier in Hollywood, which I think we've referenced before. Um, yes. And they on their episode 79, uh, it's called Gratitude is Good for You. And so it fit right into our monthly challenge about gratitude. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes. So go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast if you want to uh, check this out. So I was catching up on listening to this podcast, and this particular episode really is so topical for our challenge this month. Sarah and Liz, who are the hosts of the podcast, talk about their own gratitude, and they also reference a New York Times article entitled, Choose to be Grateful, It Will Make You Happier. So here's an excerpt from that article. A 2014 article in the Journal of Social, Cognitive, and Effective Neuroscience identified a variation in a gene, CD38, associated with gratitude. Some people simply have a heightened genetic tendency to experience, in the researcher's words, global relationship satisfaction, perceived partner responsiveness, and positive emotions, particularly love. That is... Those relentlessly positive people you know who seem grateful all the time may simply be mutants. But we are more than slaves to our feelings, circumstances, and genes. Evidence suggests that we can actively choose to practice gratitude and that doing so raises our happiness. For example, researchers in one 2003 study randomly assigned one group of study participants to keep a short weekly list of the things they were grateful for, while other groups listed hassles or neutral events. Ten weeks later, the first group enjoyed significantly greater life satisfaction than the others. Other studies have shown the same pattern and lead to the same conclusion. So it really is true that when you practice being grateful, you get more grateful. You enjoy life more, you're happier. So the other thing that came up in this article, which is cool because we talked about this when we were talking about what we were grateful for, that first it sort of seems like you have to do like these big overarching, like I'm so excited about, you know, the big things in life. But this article also encourages people to be grateful for useless things. It is relatively easy to be thankful for the most important and obvious parts of life, a happy marriage, healthy kids, or living in North America. But truly happy people find ways to give thanks for the little insignificant trifles. Be honest. When was the last time you were grateful for the spots on a trout? More seriously, think of the small useless things you experience, the smell of fall in the air, the fragment of a song that reminds you of when you were a kid. Give thanks. 
Um, and then the other thing that came up in this podcast that I found so interesting is that Liz said that she felt guilty because her life had so many things to be gr- so many things to be grateful for and everyone around her was healthy and happy and her personal and professional life was super great. And then she was contrasting that with the darkness in the greater world and the fact that she's aware that not everybody has what she has. So Sarah countered by saying that she shouldn't waste her time feeling guilty because it's such a gift to have what we have. Everything is fleeting. Really enjoy the good things that you have in your life and keep practicing the gratitude. And instead of feeling guilty, maybe take some action to make those dark things in the world better. So it was a really that great, really good. great podcast and I recommend it. So it just was so awesome to listen to that right when we were in this space. And I totally related to Liz in the, that. I the feeling like, oh guilty, my gosh. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I remember when she said that, I was like, ooh, <laughs> that stings because I definitely have felt that way where, you know, it's kind of like the thing where when things are really good, you worry something bad is going to happen. Sure. It reminds me of that a little bit where you feel a little bit guilty. But yeah, but what a privilege to feel guilty about that. Definitely, so definitely. So I am digging a documentary on Netflix. Uh, we were trying to find a movie to watch and we couldn't find anything. And which I find happens on Netflix a lot. Yeah, where it's like true. there's so much, but there's nothing. Um, and then I came across a documentary called uh, won't you be my neighbor about Mr. Rogers? And I had been interested in watching it, but I just never watched it since it's been on there. And so we just, I thought, well, I'll just watch the first couple minutes. Well, we got fully sucked into it and we watched it and I sat and watched this. And I have to admit, I cried for a pretty vast majority of this documentary. It was very, very good. Um, and Basically, the thing that came across for me was the world is harsh and I really needed to see this amazing example of a very gentle, sensitive man. His wonder around children really made me appreciate my son and take a little extra time to hear what he has to say. Uh, It kind of went through his life and his show and how that all worked and the impact he had on those around him. And please watch it. Okay, I'll check it out for sure. You don't realize how much things have changed and really how much things haven't until you watch it and you see what an impact he had and his kind of gentler approach with children, how needed that is. And um, I, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It was... It was, it was good. Eh? Okay. It was amazing. And I had a, I had a headache hangover after watching it because I cried so hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've heard a couple okay. of people talking about it, but I haven't checked it out. So I definitely will after that little testimonial. That sounds fantastic. Oh, I just, I want to live in his little world. <laughs> oh. So nice. All right. Now it's time for you win or you learn each week. Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right. And there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and loud for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. Uh, So I'm up for the win this week. And a few episodes ago, I was talking about how I'd had a 31 day streak on Duolingo learning Spanish. And then I lost it. And I was very sad about it. And then I sort of let it go. So with some accountability from you, Jenny, and from our listeners, I got back, I got back after it. And now I'm back to a 19 day streak with Duolingo. So um, I'm feeling good about it. And uh, the thing that's helping me stay on the streak is I'm just doing sort of like 
the minimum required each day, but that's enough to keep me coming back to it. And I'm still learning new phrases and new words every day. So it's been good. And hopefully if I keep doing this for a whole year, my Spanish really will be improved because this is one of my 19 for 2019 uh, items is to learn more Spanish. So speaking of which, a girl that I work with is hardcore with Duolingo and she just broke her streak. I can't remember... Like, I kid you not, I think she was at like 200 something. What? Yeah. And how she broke she, the streak. How did she handle the break in the streak? Was she okay? No. Uh, is she going to get back after it? Yes. Okay. Good. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Because she was crushing it. Yeah. And she's actually really learning Spanish. It's kind of amazing. Oh my goodness. Isn't that amazing how that works? That's what the goal is. I'm glad <laughs> right? to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. It works. All right. You're so, up for the learn. What do you got? Ugh, I'm up for the learn. So, Okay. Here's what happened. Um, I attempted to quote unquote, help my son with his bad habit of biting and chewing on his nails. Uh, A lot of kids his age tend to chew on things, uh, which his teachers have reassured me is normal. Um, So he'll chew on the top of his coat, which I did as a kid. Um, Also his gloves. And like I said, his nails. So using everything I've learned about habits, I've been trying to help him kick this nasty habit. So I provided him with something called jewelry, which are these silicone beads that you can attach to a zipper or you can wear them as a necklace so that he has something to something different to chew rather than his nails, because I'm trying to get him to keep his hands out of his mouth. Um, right. You know, cold and flu season. Right. Yeah. Kindergarten classroom. Ew. Uh, so that was, that was working all right. Uh, but he's still chewing his nails. Uh, so in an attempt to get him to not chew his nails, I was on Amazon and I saw something called biter be goner. And it's this stuff that tastes yucky and you put it on your nails. And so when you put it in your mouth, it tastes gross. So I snuck into his room at night and I just put a little dot on each nail, just a little tiny bit. And then the next morning, um, we're eating breakfast and all of a sudden I realized the problem with my plan. Kids, <laughs> kids pick things up and eat with their hands. So he's sitting there and he's popping blueberries into his mouth and then he starts screaming, these blueberries are bad. These blueberries are bad. Oh, poor kid. And I'm looking at him and Jeff looks at me and he's shaking his head because Jeff was very much against this idea of putting the stuff on his nails. And he's looking at me like, told you. So oh, no. he instantly, so I raced him into the bathroom and we rinsed out his mouth and we washed his hands really well. I felt really bad actually because I was picturing him at school eating his lunch. And he's going to pick up his sandwich. And it's hard to explain to a kid to use your hands to deliver the food to your mouth, but don't put your hand in your mouth. It's just, at that age, it's tricky. They're learning. It's good. Yeah. And I just, in my mind, pictured him eating with his little spork, not at school, not with his hands. So we washed it off and I haven't put it back on. So that was a fail. I I don't know why (laughs) I didn't think that through. Um, and Jeff's like, you know, if making, if chewing his nails is what relieves whatever little kid anxiousness he has, like, let's not take that away. And I think maybe he's right. I don't know. Oh, tough one. <sighs> the jewelry yeah. sounds like a cool idea though. Like, can I put that in the show notes if people are interested? Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. They make cool ones that look like Lego. 
um, which Ethan chewed on so hard that he broke it into two pieces. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Speaking of, let's let's move on to talking about next week. So next week, I'm super excited because we're going to kick off our new challenge and it is around calming our clutter and creating inner calm out of outer order. So, hold on to your hat. Because I might try to men's game it. And if you're (laughs) curious about the men's game, which is short for minimalist game, and you're ready to start decluttering before we dig into this amazing topic next week, head to drpeggymalone.com backslash forward slash, which is that? Let's just say slash. Slash men's game. (laughs) And find out the details about how this challenge works. And if you can't tell, I'm super stoked. Jenny is like vibrating. She's so excited. I can't wait. I love getting rid of stuff. It feels so good. (laughs) All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you joined us in our gratitude challenge and how it went. We are also very curious to hear if you are going to participate in decluttering your life next month. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You will find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and even show them how to listen to a podcast because some people might not know. And also subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Next week, we will kick off our new challenge around calming our clutter and throwing out a crap ton of our stuff. So hold on to your hat because Jenny might try to mins game it. If I find it, I will. When in doubt, throw it out. OMG.